Good people, it's Thursday, February the 20th, and guess what? We're a week away from our 30th episode, man. That's a blessing. It feels good, and let me tell you why it feels good, because I'm human, and that's a a, a natural feeling. That's that's a natural emotion to, to feel good about yourself, to, to feel like you're making some type of noise, making some type of movement, and that you're progressing. But I'm human like you guys, and some days I don't feel like it. You know, some days I don't want to. Maybe last week's episode didn't do the numbers that I wanted to, and that's because I didn't promote it like I should have. So I get in my head like, I don't need to record today, blah, 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 blah. Hell no. I make myself do it. Some days are better than others, but to be here, episode 29, getting ready for episode 30 next week, I'm ecstatic. And I thank you for everyone who's supporting me, standing by me, the encouraging words, the inboxes, people asking me questions like I know what I'm doing. Look, I love y'all. I'm doing everything on the fly on the by the seat of my pants um and i'm gonna give you guys the information that i can and and the knowledge that i can but i'm still learning with y'all but i will never not answer any type of questions that you ask me or i'll tell you that i'm gonna get the answer and i get back to you we're on this journey together if you are in the entrepreneurial world get in or or if you're thinking about getting into it get into it now Bet on yourself. Um, The economy is built for us at this point in time. I'm not making no money off of this right now, but I will be, and you can too. So jump right in. Do what you have to do for yourself. That dream, that hobby, do it. Take it serious. Take yourself serious. We're almost at episode 30, but... That's neither here nor there. We'll touch on that next Thursday when that day gets here. But again, it's Thursday, February the 20th. I hope that everybody's had a good week. I hope your weekend last weekend was great. You know, it was Valentine's Day weekend. I did celebrate. I had a good time. I enjoyed myself, and I hope you did as well. Um, And if you didn't, it's always next year. You know what I mean? Uh, don't rush love. Don't look for love in the wrong places. It's going to come. When it's right, it's right. When it's not right, you're going to be miserable any damn way. So don't worry about it. Don't fret. Don't trip. It is what it is. So, you know, Valentine's Day weekend is usually it usually coincides with the NBA All-Star weekend. And I typically miss a lot of the festivities because I'm typically out, you know. I usually have a date, and um, I have, like, the best dates for Valentine's Day. We're going to talk about that one one day. You know what I mean? This ain't the episode, though. This year I was able to to catch uh, a little... 
a little bit of the action, you know, this year uh, things were done differently. So I definitely caught the dunk contest uh, or the the ending of the dunk contest. And I was able to look and see that Aaron Gordon got robbed again. And I don't understand this shit. This dude put up nothing but 50s until that last dunk. And he shouldn't even have had to do the last dunk. Um, that was bullshit to me. And I'm I'm going to jump out on a limb. And some people might not agree with me. Some people might agree with me. If we have a difference of opinion, it's cool. We're not going to trip. We're going to argue about it. But we're not going to trip. We're not going to fall out. That's the best dunker. That best dunk contest dunker I've seen. And I'm going out on that. Like, I'm putting that on the guys for real. I'm going on out on that limb. This dude is a monster. He's creative. Those dunks that he pulled off Saturday night was just dope. Um, I promise. I, I swear. He... Vince did his thing, MJ did his thing, Dominique, uh, you know, Kobe, Dwight Howard, Andre Iguodala, uh, Dr. J, I can keep going. But Aaron Gordon, what this dude did on Saturday and what he did in, I think it was 2016, man, y'all go back and check those two dunk contests out, man. Let me know what you think. But I'm going now, I'm putting him number one, and he hasn't even won a a contest. He should have won both of those. Uh, and he said he's not doing it anymore, and I get it. Uh, he he shouldn't. I think the judges need to be former participants and former winners, you know, because th- my man D-Wade, yo, you wildin'. You know, I think that was a little hometown cooking and home team cooking, you feel me? He was in Chicago, you were a judge, and uh, the dude who won it, he played for the Heat. So we, you know, we're going to leave that where it's at. But Aaron Gordon should be a two-time slam dunk champion, the greatest slam dunk dunker, contestant, participant, however you want to say it, in the history of the slam dunk contest. Holla at me if you think different. We could talk about it. We could chop it up. So this year they did it different as far as the all-star game format. And it was a success, man. And, you know, we got to shout out Chris Paul, Winston Salem's own CP3, for uh, bringing this idea to the commissioner. For one, they played, of course, they played by quarter. But each quarter was like a game within itself. So, you know, we don't really pay attention to who win quarters other than the first quarter. You know, at the end of the first, you're like, okay, if it's 40 to, to 38, you know whoever had 40, they won. But by the second, third, second and third especially, you're not trying to see who scored the most points. You're just looking at what the score is. So what they did at the end of the first quarter, you know, uh, LeBron's team, I think they won it. Um, don't quote me on that, but just, you know, for shits and giggles, they won it. Uh, their charity wins that quarter. They win that quarter. The, the second quarter starts, and uh, it starts over. 
the score starts over. They but they keep adding to it. You get what I'm saying? But it, it starts over, so you can win the second quarter, win the third quarter, and then this um, whoever gets to 157. That was the the point total. They will win the game. Man, that was crazy. Cause now I see what Giannis did. We was clowning Giannis <laughs> about how he picked his team because they didn't really match up with LeBron's team. But he picked a hell of a defensive squad when you look at it, uh, and it makes sense now. But you know, LeBron's team that was a little too much. Uh, you got LeBron, AD, Kawhi. You know, uh, I think. Was Chris on this squad? I know James Harden was. So you got some dogs over there. You know, they ended up stealing the victory off of a free throw. I think they should definitely change that. Like, look, you either got to win by – you got to win by two. You can't win by free throws either. That needs to be implemented. But this was the best all-star game I've seen in a while. Uh, the weekend, definitely, you know, they did their thing, man. Uh, I can't wait to see the – the documentary that they did on the Inside the NBA crew, uh, you know, Ernie, Shaq, Kenny, and Charles, we love those guys. They got their props all weekends. Shout out to the legends, my boy Allen Iverson. Love him to death. Probably my number two favorite player of all time, Kevin Garnett. is my number one. I saw his podcast interview that he did with uh, – all the smoke, Matt Barnes and um, Stephen Jackson. I loved it. I, that's probably my the, the best one that they did, the one with Kevin Garnett. Um, I could listen to KG tell stories all day long, really. Hopefully, they'll get my boy AI on there. But, you know, the love that Iverson gets and the love that he gave Kobe was, was just dope. Uh, he gave Kobe his flowers while he were here. People keep that in mind and always do the same. If you love somebody, you fuck with them, you fuck with their work. If it's just a friend that you admire, whoever, let them know that why they're here. So Kobe knew where he stood with AI, and, and that's dope. And AI knows where he stands with us. He defined an era, um, him and Michael Vick. And answer, man, we love you, bro, for real. Um, and a lot of people gave him his flowers over the weekend. The Kobe tributes were wonderful. I love how they show love to him and his daughter Gigi. LeBron's team wore number two in honor of Gigi. And Giannis' team wore 24 in honor of Kobe. I think that's amazing. They renamed the All-Star Game MVP Award to the Kobe Bryant Award, which is fitting. You know, I can't tell you enough or tell, you know, tell you just how big of an impact Kobe Bryant had on the NBA. This is Michael Jordan 2.0. Seriously. This is the second coming of MJ. And he will be missed. He's loved. People may try to tarnish his image or his name. We've all done things that we're not proud of. But they show this man so much love, and he deserved it. So the All-Star Game, the All-Star Weekend was a success. So that what is it? The Associated Press 
they put out the athlete of the decade award and it stirred up some controversy and I want to know what y'all think because LeBron got it which he deserved it I'm not gonna lie but Floyd Mayweather said wait a minute I'm undefeated didn't lose didn't come close to losing look at the money I generated I don't have a team it's me I deserve the award. I was never even male athlete of any year in the past decade. He has a point. I love Bron. You know, people know I was his biggest critic, but I'm a fan of his as well. Money Mayweather has a point. Everybody he's ever faced, he's beaten. He went from a knockout artist to the best defensive fighter we've ever seen. He doesn't study film. He trains day and night, tip-top condition, generates more revenue for the sport of boxing probably than anybody has other than maybe Mike Tyson. Uh, Mexicans, you know, Spanish uh, fighters, they generate a lot of revenue because they have a country that's behind them as they should. But Floyd is a different breed. And he's very underrated and undervalued. So you're talking about a man that if a fight can generate $500 million, he's probably getting about 400 of that. Or at least, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like 350 300 million. He is the A-side. And what he did for himself... He's self-made. Um, no one tells him what to do. And whether you love him, whether you like him, whether you hate him, whether you dislike him, you're going to pay to see him fight. It's something about watching this man fight. Because a lot of people are like, is he going to lose? Is he going to Is he going to take an L? And so you're intrigued. Like maybe, uh, I remember when he fought Canelo, a lot of people were saying, oh, he has a chance. He picked him apart. You know, he did that to Miguel Cotto. He did it to Manny Pacquiao. And I'm a big Floyd critic. We'll talk about that one day in later episodes, but he has a point. But a lot goes into the process. Um, you know, his out the ring stuff is it rings and it speaks volumes you know I don't want to really get into it because everybody's made mistakes but you know you you have some allegations against women you know I mean well women have allegations against you as far as you know being abusive and uh being abusive in front of your son so I think that came into play I don't think they're just looking at what you did in ring, they're like, okay, man, you're just not a good person. And anytime that's on the table, you're going to run up against problems and resistance. LeBron, he probably has his demons or his skeletons. Man, we don't see him. We don't hear about him. He uh, cashed in three times in the past decade. He, he took down, uh, and when I say cashed in three times, he won three rings. He beat arguably the greatest team ever assembled, 
you know, down 3-1, comeback win. I mean, and he did it in Miami twice. He did it in Cleveland once. So I see why. The I Promise School, um, just, you know, the dude is getting into acting. Uh, he has his own production company. I mean, it's, it's a lot, you know, that goes into why LeBron won this award, man. But if, if Floyd would have gotten it, he would have deserved it. And I think it was only between him and Floyd in my eyes. I mean, I love Steph Curry. You know, the last decade, he got three rings as well. Unanimous MVP, back-to-back MVP. Uh, can't forget about Tom Brady. But... No, LeBron and Floyd, they carried the <laughs> they carried the decade if you look at it. You know, and, and Floyd really carried two decades. Seriously. Like this dude went from Pretty Boy Floyd to Money Money Mayweather. If you remember Pretty Boy Floyd and you see Money Mayweather, that alone lets you know that boy that motherfucker's a problem. He's the shit. So that was a good topic of conversation. You know, people don't like that. People actually dislike Floyd more than they hate LeBron. So it's been kind of interesting listening to people talk that I know for a fact don't like LeBron, but they hate Floyd even more. I'm gonna tell you, and this is for my 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 black folks. Anytime you see black excellence and greatness, it's okay to not agree with them. Never hate them. Because we ain't supposed to be here. They ain't supposed to be at that point. Hard work, determination that pays off. So we need to get behind these athletes, behind these musicians, and keep pushing them. We shouldn't be hating on each other at all. I love Floyd. I love LeBron. Get that damn bag, Floyd. Come out of retirement. They're going to throw you a couple hundred million for your fight. You already know. So, man, that's just a little gem that I want to drop to my folks. Like, look. It's okay to not agree with a motherfucker, not really, you know, fool with them. Just don't hate on them. Moving right along, we had Antonio Brown. And and if y'all ain't noticed, man, this is another Rapid Fire Thursday. We just going through. We going to hit our main topic, but we going through. I kind of like this format. Y'all showed out last week. Y'all keep downloading and replaying. Or getting more people to listen to our previous episode, you know, episode 27. It was Rapid Fire Thursday. It went crazy. People really like that format. So we're doing it this Thursday. I'm not going to say that every episode will be like this one and the last one. But I I like it. I like just getting on here freestyling. You know, it's, it's pretty cool. But um, Antonio Brown, man, you know, the troubled spirit, the talented receiver, um, he apologized to Mike Tomlin, Ben Roethlisberger, and that that was big. He did that on last week. Um, I want to say that's too little, too late. I really feel in my heart of hearts that his way back in is going to be through Pittsburgh. So for them, it might not be too little, too late. You know, you bring the triplets back because uh, they're talking about Le'Veon Bell potentially going back to Pittsburgh. And you bring in, you know, A.B. back. You still got Ben. You got Tomlin. The defense was pretty good last year. That secondary is straight. They're, they're, 
you can tell they're rebuilding without blowing the team up completely. To me, that's A.B.'s way back. And I think somebody's in his ear saying, hey, if you want to get back to the league, it's going to have to be in Pittsburgh, and they probably going to give you a million, a million five, and you're going to have to prove yourself. And he should, man. You know, he, he did a lot of he did a lot of bullshit and he said a lot of bullshit. And once that well has ran dry, that money train, you know, because that's your source of income. $30 million is a lot of money to leave on the table because you can't control your emotions. And maybe it's mental. Maybe it's some mental health issues underlying that he just doesn't know about. But... Um, you can't say that you don't need the NFL. No, bro, the NFL doesn't need you. You don't need the NFL. If you have another source of making that type of money or the money ain't driving you because money doesn't drive everybody. Money isn't, you know, necessarily the motivation. You know what I mean? But if you know that you want to keep a certain lifestyle, if you want to um, portray a certain image, need to shut up, man. Like, if you're wrong, you're wrong. Or everything doesn't deserve a response. You know what I'm saying? So, um, he comes out, he apologizes. That's what's up. I think a lot of teams are out on him because they can't trust him. And they're, they're not wrong for feeling that way because of the behavior he's shown. But he's starting out on the right track. My thing is, how long can you keep it up? It's February. You need to keep this shit up forever, really, but you need to make it to the summer without anything happening. For real. Even if you go to the to the Steelers and say, hey, can I just come in and work out? You know, put on a show for the team. We don't have to have no media involved, none of that. To show them that he's serious and he's focused, we'll probably see him back in the league in Pittsburgh, where he should be, where he should have been all along. Get things back right with your brothers in that locker room. Don't kiss ass, but pull Juju to the side. Apologize, because that kid looked up to you, man. You kind of fucked him up with how you did him. Um, Gain the trust back and live your life for real. Stop going live, my nigga. Stop... um, you know, putting on the show because at the end of the day, bro, the NFL going to be okay. These motherfuckers are cutthroat. Kaepernick was exciting to look at on that field. Think they gave a damn? We ain't even got to talk about Kaepernick. Look at Vic, Mike Vic. You know, I said AI, um, him and AI defined an era and Kobe, but Vic and AI to niggas that was in the streets, niggas that, that, came from that or or they just loved how these two brothers carried themselves and you know we we damn identify with them Vic was locked up at the height of his career They're like yo okay we getting them up out of here he had a second chance he was able to come back and prove himself but that's lost time T.O., Randy Moss, these guys had to sit. For real, the game will uh, kick you out, and it's going to keep moving. 
that's how the machine is, my nigga. I'm not saying you have to capitulate to anything. I'm not saying that because me, I'm going to speak my mind too. But if that's something you're passionate about, you got to take it a little more serious and you gotta, you just got to block out the noise. You And if people around you condoning your foolishness, man, you need to let them go because that's not the way. That ain't how you're supposed to do things. And whoever is in your ear right now telling you to apologize and make things right with Pittsburgh, they're smart. Keep them around and I salute them. Stay in that dude ear because he's too talented not to be on the team. But you can be disruptive. It's a good old boys network, boy. Not ghetto boys on, but good old boys. I know I run my words together. That's why I had to say it's, I, ain't, I ain't saying ghetto boys. Good old boys. That good old boys network with those owners, they will keep their ass iced out. If one of them say we not fucking with AB, guess what? The league not fucking with A.B. So you're doing right, man. Big ups to you. Hopefully we'll see you on the field next year. I think Pittsburgh, healthy, will be a title contender. But y'all got to deal with Kansas City and Baltimore. They ain't slowing down. So Pittsburgh, hey, if he going to be of value to y'all, bring him back. For real. Um. So y'all know I'm a wrestling fan. I love wrestling. Probably the first thing I've ever seen on TV back in 89, 90 that I can remember. Wrestling. Sting is my favorite wrestler of all time. I'm from the South. WCW fan. Last night, AEW, All Elite Wrestling. You know, they debuted in October of 2019. They put on probably their best show last night, man. From start to finish, it was jam-packed. You had the tag team battle royal. You had uh, the Young Bucks winning that. So they're going to go up against their brothers in the um, elite Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. You had down... You had a, a women's title, not a women's title match, but you had a women's match that was pretty good. They're steering that women's division in the right direction. Everything was crisp and clean, but it's two things I want to point out about last night. And this is how I know they've arrived. Because I'm looking and I'm like, there were two high spots last night. And the illest one is when Ray Phoenix, <laughs> this crazy, he's 29, crazy motherfucker from the Lucha Brothers. Then the tag team uh, title match against Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. Omega and Pentagon Jr. on, on the apron. And Kenny Omega back body drops Pentagon, he falls to the floor. And Phoenix comes, jumps on the second rope. I mean, he gets some hang time. And he does a hurricane runner on Kenny Omega to the outside of the ring. When I say I, my heart dropped. 
That's one of the illest moves I've seen, yo, for real. Like, it was crazy. These dudes, they left it all out on the line last night. And then, as soon as he hit his, I mean, as soon as Phoenix hit that, here comes Hangman Page. He does a moonsault to the outside of the ring on Pentagon Jr. Great match. A lot of high spots in that match alone. And... Omega and Hangman, they win the they win the match. They retain the tag team titles. But the main event, you had Cody Rhodes going up against Warlow. This is the first time I've ever seen Warlow wrestle. I know nothing about this dude. And Cody, he he gets busted open. It's a cage match. He gets bust, busted open. If you know Cody Rhodes, he has blonde hair. It's bright. So uh, just like Ric Flair used to bleed and does his dad, you know, Dusty Rose, he used to bleed with his blonde hair. It looks good. It shows up better. Uh, so he climbs up to the cage. Warlow is standing up in the ring. And Cody does a moonsault and connects. And I'm like, geez, Louise, what the hell? I mean, and... The crowd was just like, holy shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, Cody is over. The the number one baby face in that company, if you ask me. And he's not even in the title picture. This is how you know the company has arrived. Where one of your main storylines or your main storyline isn't even centered around your world champion. I love it. That reminded me of WCW, uh, especially production and quality wise. If you remember when WCW back in like 99, 2000, uh, the production got better. And, they, and it's like AEW took that and they on steroids with it. But that was dope. It was amazing. But that ain't even it. That ain't all. I gotta, I gotta give them this credit right here. You had John Moxley going up against Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb, he is right now, he's flowing. I don't think he's under contract with anybody. He will be a great addition to the AEW roster. But you know, why commit to anywhere when you could just go do your own thing for a while and then. You make a decision on where you want to go. So they, these guys have a match. Moxley wins. The inner circle because he's in a he's in a feud for the world title against Chris Jericho, but he's feuding with the inner circle. So you have uh, Chris Jericho. You have um, Jake Hager. You have uh, Sammy Guevara. They hit the ring, uh, kicking his ass. Of course, I mean kicking John Moxley's ass. Dustin Rose comes out. He tries to help. That's still kicking his ass. The lights go off. This is how you know they coming. Lights go off. Music hits. It's Darby Allen. Darby Allen is what a mid quarter. You know he's he's a mid quarter. He I think he's a main evented a few shows, but he's on he's in the mid call. He's not really in the mix. The way the crowd popped for him lets you know this company has arrived. They are 
putting people in positions to win, and I love it. I love it. This is amazing. The way he he's he's over, and that's the thing. He's over. If he was in the WWE, he would just be another guy. But in AEW, the way they have the system put up there, they are trial and error. You're going to go against him. You're going to go against him. You're going to go against him. You know, you're going to win some. You're going to lose some. It's no real 50-50 booking. It's working. They have arrived. And I give it up to them, man. I'm a wrestling fan. I'm a, I'm a fanatic. So... This is something that I can do on Wednesday nights for for two hours. I tell folks, like, don't hit my line because we ain't going to talk. <laughs> you know, for two hours, 8 to 10, I'm watching wrestling. It's taking me back to a place where it was no bullshit. A nigga just had to go to school, do his homework, play outside. Nigga, that was life and eat all the food in the house because I was a fat ass. <laughs> but moving right along, another thing happened. On Wednesday night. And, you know, I'm not big on ignorance. You know what I mean? Like, I, I say, I, turk, I talk a certain way. You know, I'm very educated. But I talk a certain way. You know, I can blend into any crowd. You know, I can talk about politics, business, I could talk about church. I could talk about music. I could say, yes, sir, no, ma'am. I could do all that. I can be formal and I could be informal. I could say, uh, when I speak. And I could just speak fluently. I hate ignorance. Democratic debate was last night. I'm a registered independent voter. Because I can't commit to any parties that still doesn't have a black agenda because that's my number one agenda is for my people, me and my people to, to be able to prosper in the economy and as far as laws. Let me take a sip of this wine. Y'all already know. If you know me, you know why I'm sipping the wine. You know one of my goals. And we're going to get there. What was I at? So, I'm big on that. Register independent. I'm going to go with who has our best interests. My best interests. I'm going with that folk. That nominee. That representative. That candidate. I'm going with them. I'm going to rock with that party. If they have our best interests. I'm glad I'm not a Democrat because Mike Bloomberg is one. And he's a piece of shit. Seriously. Last night, Elizabeth Warren tore into his ass. Uh, Michael Bloomberg, he was at the heart of the stop and frisk movement in New York that locked up a lot of Black men and brown men, black men, I mean, black women, brown women, teenagers took them out of their homes, damaged these people for life, scarred them for life. And we talked about it last week, but he's walking a lot of stuff back. 
And they're funny when you need people. You need when people are a benefit to you, you change your whole tone. His whole tone has changed. Now you want to be inclusive with the minorities and with women. But at one point in time, they weren't shit to you. That's funny. That's funny. Elizabeth Warren bulldogged his ass last night. Like, okay, you're apologizing. You're saying that you've never done anything to a woman. But why do you have these NDAs? And if you know what an NDA is or you don't know what an NDA is, I'm going to tell you what an NDA is. It's a non-disclosure agreement, meaning if I'm in court or I'm in the judge's chambers, it's me, you, it's it's the judge, it's the accuser, and it's the motherfucker that's pleading their case. So the plaintiff and the defendant, maybe some lawyers, whatever, a person taking minutes. But it's basically saying, I did this. You know I did it. I'm going to probably pay you, and you can't talk about this. You can't tell people that I did this shit. That's what that is in layman's terms. Just for regular people who's not into this shit, that's what it is. That's what an NDA is. You know I did it. I know I did it. The motherfuckers in this room know. But we ain't going to talk about this after I break you off with this bread. I'm going to break you off with this bread because guess what? Money makes the world go round. We need it. If you know me, you know what I say about money. It's fictitious. It's not real. But we need it to survive. You feel me? So she's like, okay. And all the candidates up there are feeling the same way. If you didn't do anything, take those NDAs off. Let these women come out and speak and said a piece. He not going to do that because he know he was living foul as hell. You walk back everything you said about women. I mean, he's apologized. And I, I mean, I think people change. They do change. But you didn't change because you wanted to. It's because what benefits are you now? You get what I'm saying? There's a difference. I need people to realize that this is a big difference, you know, when you have nothing going on. I mean, this is a billionaire. This ain't a millionaire. It's a billionaire. Like, your money longs, and this is clearly something you're passionate about because you knew that this shit was going to come up. And this is something that you want. So you, I commend you for even taking this step. To be, to put yourself in this type of predicament. To put your shit on front street. But my nigga, we ain't forgot. We haven't forgot. You said, I implemented, it because you said it was 600-some killings when he became mayor. You know, 600-some killings a year on average in New York. And he said, I, I wanted to fix it. He said, but, and I'm paraphrasing it, of course. So don't take it verbatim. But he said he said it went left. My nigga it did go left. It went all the way left. And you should have apologized before 
you wanted to run for pre- for the president because I'm going to tell you something about black folks. We see through bullshit and we see through yours. Drop out now. We're not voting for you. Women are not voting for you. Come back in, you know, eight years, four years, whatever, and try again. Because it's too little, too late, bro. Word up. You insulted women. And you insulted people of color. And you got them locked up. A lot of people have depression now because they were sitting in fucking Rikers in cages, my nigga. 23-hour lockdown over some bullshit. Maybe a little weed on them. Or they're carrying a firearm because they partner got killed last week. They ain't never carried a gun in their life, but it's shit getting real on the streets. But y'all don't want to hear that shit. My nigga, fuck you. Fuck you. God forgives. We ain't got to forgive you, though. Real talk. Khalif Browder, my nigga, like, he killed himself behind your fucking law. Go to hell, bro. Literally. We don't want to hear that. It's too little, too late. You're doing it because you want our vote. If you black and you listening to me, you'll be a fool to vote for that man. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Kick rocks. You want to see, you want us to believe you and to welcome you. Because we will accept your apology eventually if you're sincere. But you got a lot to fix. You got a lot to work on and you can holler at me. I know I'm a small nigga in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. But we can chop it up. I'll tell you what you need to do. What you should do. You starting off right, but that ain't enough, man. For real. So, yesterday was just crazy. For real, like it was. It was a crazy day. We had a lot happen. Rest in peace, Pop Smoke. Keep it a band. I heard 50 uh, maybe Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday, I was going through interviews, you know, I'll be having to catch up. I listened to 50 on the Breakfast Club, and then I listened to him on the other one with Ebro and them. And on the Ebro one, he was like, he was fucking with Ebro, like, you like Pop Smoke, don't you? Like, woo-woo-woo, like, nigga, you better like Pop Smoke, you know, you know if you don't, it's going to be a problem. And I listened to a song of of his. I've heard him before. I didn't know that's who it was. Um, and he reminds me of 50, that aggression, that grit, you know. It's like he had that New York drill sound. The New York drill sound is different from the Chicago drill. And it's Drill Thursday. I'll be posting something. After this podcast, young dude, 20 years old, promising future. Seemed like a lot of people in the industry fooled with him. And he was gone down. His life was taken early Wednesday morning. And it's sad, man. 
you know. And this is what I really want to focus on tonight. Keep your head on a swivel. For real. Even though, you know, we we ain't got millions. We not worth all this money alive. Always keep your head on a swivel. I don't know what happened to that man. I wasn't there. I'm not going to pretend to know what happened to, to that youngin. I'm I'm not. We can just go off of what we're, we hear and what we can gather. And I'll say this. It seems like he has some people around him that he shouldn't have trusted. And I'm not talking about his right-hand man. Because what would make his partner cross him out? They, you know, I just don't believe that. That's just me. I might be wrong, but I don't believe that. But I, I think when you are a celebrity, you can't control everybody who's around you if you want to have a good time and you want to turn up. Or if you're having a party and you're telling people to invite people, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to know who all is there. You're not. And I, I, you know, I feel sorry for him because that's what it seemed like happened. It seems like he had a party. He told people and everybody started inviting others and four people ran up in his crib and they killed him. And that's sad because you, you make it out of New York. You move away or, you know, you're traveling the world. You're you're probably rarely home. And then you get killed somewhere else. It's like, damn, I probably should have just stayed where I was at. You know, at least I knew who didn't like me and where it was coming from. I'm out here. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? When you go on social media, I don't drop my location unless I'm... You know, dolo, solo, you know what I'm saying? I'll let motherfuckers know I'm over here eating or I'm at the movie theater by myself kicking it because I don't want nothing to happen to nobody that's with me. If I'm by myself and you want to do something, do it. I'm not welcoming that type of energy. I'm not I'm not looking for that type of energy, but it's like, all right, it is what it is. Everybody not going to like you. But you got to be careful on social media when you're posting and you're letting people know where you at, where you are. I know as men, we want women to know what we are, you know, especially if we have this clout, this power, this fame. You want the women to come. But you have to be on point. It ain't always like everybody not going to pull their gun and shoot for you. They might say they are, but everybody not built like that. So sometimes you have to get you some security. You know, or you need to make sure everybody around you going to bust that shot. You know, we had a party for Super Bowl. Um, for, the, for Super Bowl Sunday, we had a party. And you either knew 
everybody in there or you heard the names of everybody in there before and you straight. You know what I mean? Because it's a controlled environment. That's how you should move. Everybody can't come. Everybody not real. Everybody not solid, man. Somebody could have asked you for $500. You said no. They're like, I'm going to kill this nigga. I'm not saying that's what happened to him. But we, you know, rappers, celebrities, man, even us, we just got to move different. Because there's a lot of hateful ass people in this world. He 20 years old, gone too soon. He had fans. He have people that's going to miss him. Family, friends, they hurting. But you got to move different. Keep your circle small. Everybody not going to fuck with you. Keep your head up, man. Always look up, look around. Make sure you know them faces. And catch the people that's looking at you funny. Real spill. Feel their energy. Pull people to the side. Chop it up with them. Feel where they coming from. All right, nah, man. I need to send him back home. He need to get his mind right. Or she need to get her mind right. For real. I hate that for the youngin. I just, like I said, I just heard 50 talk about him. I, I knew who, because I used to ask my son if he listened to the to the dude. You feel me? But I wasn't no, no fan. I'm not going to pretend, but I knew he had potential. And he had talent. You know, it's it's sad. You know, you <laughs> you look up and it's like, Damn, these dudes making it out and they still getting killed. Nipsey, you know, it's about to be a year since bro died. Since well, since bro got killed. You know. You gotta stop the nonsense, the foolishness. It's not cool. Nothing about that shit is cool. Another rapper gone. For what? You know, just a couple mistakes. You know, he showed his gifts and it had his address on it. The address of where he was. And like I said, you know, if the reports are right, you know, it was him having a party and telling people to invite people. Or you just told the wrong people you were having a party and they put the word out. Man, you ain't safe. This is when you talk about black culture. Being a rapper is the most dangerous job you can have. Being a rapper or being an athlete. For one, you you're accessible. You're gonna be in the crowd, in the know. You know what I'm saying? You want your name to be buzzing, you're gonna be doing a lot of extra shit. It's dangerous, you're a walking target. Women to set you up, <laughs> you know, you take a woman back to your room or you take them back to your crib, they can set you up, they can unlock your door, they can let niggas know where y'all are, and then you got to check, you got to watch out for grimy ass niggas, you know, motherfuckers in your your uh, circle. Like, I know with me and mine, you know, it's, it's like, we one, you know, we are one, but I have a group of of people that I fuck with outside of them. And then they have 
they, you know, they partners that they fuck with outside us, outside of us or outside of me. And like all of us are kind of like that. So imagine you being a rapper and you got 10 of your partners and all 10 of them have different niggas that run with them. That's a problem. You know what I'm saying? Always make sure you're hearing the same names and you're seeing the same faces. Always remember that. I don't go nowhere if I'm not hearing certain people's names. That's just me. Word up. You can't tell me you're having a function and, you know, uh, uh, Vito not there or TP not there or Reggie not there or Tawan not there, Rose, you know, if Ross ain't there or whatever, you know what I mean? I'm going to look like, nah, I ain't really touching that. I ain't fucking with it. And I can know the people that's going to be there, but they ain't the ones that I'm talking to on a regular, everyday type shit. You know, he ain't do nothing wrong. He's just a young black rapper. And that's sad. So we're going to wrap it up tonight. I hope I ain't bore y'all. You know, like I said, next Thursday, episode 30. I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm smiling now. I'm going to just enjoy. I'm going to enjoy it, you know. And I hope you're enjoying life. I had to find out and figure out for myself last year that you got to make yourself happy. We all want love. We all want companionship. We want everything that society tells us we need. And we do need love. Don't get me wrong. But self-love should be priority. I hope y'all are happy. And if you're not, find out what's not making you happy and get rid of it. And then find out what makes you happy and focus on that. Your mental health is important. Your mental is all you have. If your mental is off, your body is off. And you can't function like that. Or it's hard to function. Take time out for yourself. Put your phone down. Log off of social media if you have to. Go read a book, go walk, go to a movie, go to dinner, do all this shit by yourself. You owe no one, no explanation except the person that you love. And even then, you just tell them, I need some time for myself. It's not you, it's me. I can only be a great version of myself for you if I'm happy. I'm out. I love y'all. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Have a good weekend.